gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 27th, one day away from Thanksgiving. This is episode number 39, broadcasting from our It's Not Cranberry Sauce studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly here as well. Thankful to be uh, on the podcast today. Very thankful. We were, we were, yeah, this was scheduled for Friday, but we're both off on Friday. So, yeah. uh, so we are getting in a, a little before Thanksgiving, which is nice. Yeah, technically off uh-huh. on, on yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess I am. You got big plans <laughs> for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, I'm going up, uh, up to my place up north again. And, uh, if you ever get a chance, why don't you go friend Andy on Facebook and, uh, (laughs) check out all these really cool pictures of him cross country skiing. Yeah. And well, it'll be downhill pretty soon once that opens up, but I do like the snow. Uh, We got hammered with snow today here in Wisconsin. Uh, it's going to be a fairly nice, uh, just a very quiet family. Just Mm, Karina, Landon and I, and, uh, we're all making dinner together. We're all going to contribute and be thankful for horror movies. Excellent. And Good. horror movie news. Yeah. A little horror movie news uh, today before Thanksgiving. Uh, director John Landis' son, Max Landis, was once attached to a remake of his father's horror comedy classic, An American Werewolf in London. But that remake is dead. Uh, Aaron the Head reports that Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman is now attached to the project. Did you find that funny? I mean, I, I think the ones with Jack. Horror comedy? Like, uh, yeah. I, from what I remember of it, Jack was kind of the comic relief An American guy. Werewolf in London. You know, that movie for me was always, this is actually, I think, a good candidate for a reboot because that, that movie was always just a transformation scene to mm-hmm. me. I, I never got much else out of that movie. I didn't think it was all that great except for the transformation scene. Oh, like when he ripped out of his clothes and he turned into the werewolf? Yeah, Yeah, that was really the only thing. That's all I really remember of the original. I've seen it several times. Yeah, and I I remember his friend Jack just slowly uh, decomposing because he got attacked by the wolf, but but he died and he slowly decomposed throughout the movie. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I do do remember that part too. I liked, uh, I actually liked American Werewolf in Paris better. Oh, did you really? The, the, I think it was 96 that came out or whatever. I don't think I've ever seen it. It, it. I don't think anybody else. It's one of these movies that like I like and nobody else would like. You know, I think it got some bad reviews, but I thought there was more to it than, oh. than American Werewolf in London. I don't know. I never never thought much of that movie except for the transformation scene. So I'd be interested to see. This is a, actually a, a reboot I'd be interested to see. So Cool. Uh, James Wan on the set of Malignant, his new film, rumored to be a giallo. Uh, he shared a picture on Instagram this week of himself on the set for the new movie. So he's uh, they're, they're working on that. Uh, Pumpkinhead producer Peter Block tells website Rue Morgue that a new Pumpkinhead movie is in the works. Oh, <laughs> See, hey, that's a good one, too. Now, I wouldn't mind seeing a remake of Pumpkinhead. I thought Pumpkinhead was a really underrated movie back in the I, 80s. I agree with you. And I, I think it's fine. I mean, the only problem I had with it, and I was younger, I must have been teens... You know, it's like that guy didn't look like a pumpkin at all, but I know mean, he, cool. he didn't look like he looked cool, though. Yeah, it was a cool villain, man. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see at least a cameo from Lance Henriksen. Uh, he's oh. like 80 now. Is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. Oh, wow. He's like That's 80 awesome. years old. But uh, yeah, hopefully they make it before, you know, he's not here. I got, hopefully he's got a, at least a decade to let people live into their 90s or 100 these days. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see him him a cameo from him. But I, I think this is another good one that. 
you know, if you're going to redo something, these are these are okay movies to to remake, in my opinion. Well, so. I'm good with what you said last week with Phantasm. I mean, Phantasm yeah. would be yeah, I'd a love prime to see candidate. I'd love for to that. see it. So there are some movies that actually could use a, a redo, and there are some that they just need to stay away from. And unfortunately, those are the ones that they're remaking a lot of times these days. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, don't Mm-mm. don't don't do it. You don't know. Do it. You're not going to get anything out of that. Uh, new trailer for Blumhouse's Fantasy Island feature, uh, excuse me, features Michael Rooker. Looks like he might be some kind of survivor on the island or something. That's just what I thought from watching the trailer. I love Rooker, man. He is so good. Uh, yeah, he really is. And, you know, we we uh, really Henry. liked him in Henry. Oh, yeah. yeah he was great in that. Um, looks like some kind of supernatural element to the whole thing. There's like... Uh, like the black oil eyes from X-Files or something. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. Uh, They've got their hands in everything. Because aren't they, aren't they producers of that Purge show that's on yes. USA? Yep, yep, they do that. Wow. Uh, they, they actually do a true crime show that uh, my wife watches. Really? Uh, yeah, that was Unsolved Mysteries. I think they rebooted that show oh, wow. and are doing that. Because uh, I... Sarah was watching that uh, like a marathon of it one weekend. I noticed the credits had Blumhouse on it, so Blumhouse Television. So yeah, they got their uh, hands in a lot of things these days. So. They'll have their own beer pretty soon. I, maybe. <laughs> All right, uh, that's about it for horror movie news, horror movie trivia. Yeah, a famous horror movie director's brother makes an appearance in the movie as a condom salesman. Who is he, and who is his brother? I saw him credited in the. In the in the credits, and I wonder who the heck that I I, I didn't see him in the in the movie, but that's who that was. How that's Ted Raimi. Yes, it's Ted Raimi, uh, Sam Raimi's brother. Obviously, he was a condom salesman. He was. I didn't. I did. I was like, where the heck is he in this right movie? At, I didn't yeah, see right him at the that. beginning of the movie, he's okay. got these big dorky looking yep. glasses. I but. remember the character. I, I didn't see that. I I didn't notice that was Ted Raimi. He's he's been a lot of stuff actually. Yeah, he's pretty he's, prolific. Yeah, he uh, he's almost like a background character, kind yeah. of a silly character in most of his brother's movies. Yep. Uh, you ever see a Van Damme movie, Hard Target? Long time ago. He shows up in that. He's a guy who, like, uh, one of the guys is getting hunted, and he asks this guy for help, and he's like, I don't have any change, man. That's Ted Raimi. <laughs> like, he just shows up like that and stuff, man. And that, that's, like, been his career. That's awesome. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, horror movie trivia. Mine. Uh, alternate title of this movie was released as a heavily cut cable TV movie. They released a uh, heavily cut version of this uh, as a TV movie. Apparently, they cut out all the gore, which is a total shame because this has some great gore in it. Yeah, it wasn't a very long movie. I couldn't and, imagine yeah. that it would be more than like an hour if and they cut I all can, that out. Well, I can imagine they stretched her out with some commercial breaks. Oh, um, know, because, oh what was it called before Yeah, what was, what was the, the title... When it was cut, it got a different title. Well, wow. here's the thing, is that when I watched it on Amazon Prime for free, thank you, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. it said in the title credits, Slasher. Right. So that is an alternate title, but it's not the title that they gave it as the uh, cable TV movie. That was Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Oh, the name of the apartment complex? Apparently so, yeah. Okay. Is that where that came from? I was wondering where the Shadow Woods was. Yeah. Was the, I, that was the name of the apartment complex. Yeah. What All we right. do, what we're doing on this episode is Andy got to enjoy the movie, and he's very diligent about taking notes, so we kind of reverse roles here. I'd watched right. it before, a couple of weeks ago, um, 
and I decided to watch it again tonight or last night, so I, it would be fresh in my mind. Oh, by the way, I want to thank Bob from Straight Chillin' Podcast. Oh yeah, he's the one uh, who turned us on to this. Yeah, he, he's the one that brought it up because he's from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, go go follow them as well because they're they're a great podcast. But he's from Jacksonville, Florida. He said, uh, you know, this is a hidden gem that nobody knows about, right? And it's Thanksgiving themed. So if you guys are going to do a Thanksgiving themed month, mm-hmm. watch this movie. And I'm glad he did. So thank mm-hmm. you, Bob. Yeah. Better suggestion than my thanks killing suggestion, probably. There. I still like That's that a- <laughs> more than Killer Workout. <laughs> that Well, okay. You got me there. All right. So uh, all here right. is your spoiler alert. We are going to talk about this movie in its entirety. If you plan on watching The Blood Rage from 1987, pause the podcast, go watch it on Amazon Prime for free. Watch it, come back, and listen to what we have to say. That's right. Synopsis. Yeah. Sir. So uh, the, there's two brothers. Uh, boy, I should. Re- I didn't take any notes. I'm gonna have to shoot from the hip here. There's two brothers. One uh, uh, murders somebody at a uh, at a drive-in and pins it on his brother. His brother gets sent away to uh, like a mental institution for uh, many many years. Uh, then uh, later on, uh, during Thanksgiving. Uh, he escapes from this mental institution. It tri- there's something that triggers the other brother to uh, go on a killing spree again, mm-hmm. and so everybody thinks that uh, that the brother who's been in the in the mental institution is uh, ha- is recommitting his his crimes as is going off when it uh, when it is somebody else. So. And that is blood rage. Yes. Uh, okay. So this is 1987. Do you know? That this movie was actually made in 1983 and not released until four years later. I read that, yes. Uh-huh. Which blew me away even more, and uh, you know, it reflects what my score is going to be at the end of this. So, hmm. let's kick the movie off. We start 1974 at what was really popular in 1974, drive-in movie theaters. The music was great. Um this is where we got the bathroom scene where a guy gets popcorn. He walks into the bathroom, meets Ted Raimi, and uh, buys some condoms off him. And the movie starts. So right. going around to each car, everybody's making out. There was one couple, uh, like a hippie couple. The guy's trying to make out with the girl. And she's like, no, I want to watch the movie. But everybody else, <laughs> right. including our main characters. So we go to this, uh, the main character's car. It's Maddie and Brad. Maddie's the mom. Brad's going to be the dad. Um, and then we have Terry and Todd. The twins mm-hmm. in the back sleeping. That's correct. So, um, yeah, and I thought they did a good job of, of you know, going back 10 years. The, 1983 was very different from 1974. I mean, right. I think we could go back 10 years from now and and uh, there wasn't such a stark difference. I mean, obviously in technology and stuff there was. You, you, you get a, you, If you have somebody from 2009 whip out their phone, it's going to look a lot different than, uh, you know, our phones today. But, uh, sure. you know, the fashions were massively different in 1974 from 1983 and uh and from the middle mid mid 80s so i thought they did a good job of uh conveying that this is the 70s to us now again i'm always never clear on what i'm actually watching so is so their their mom is in this car obviously she's divorced or something like yeah. that and uh doesn't their their dad is out of the picture he's right. he's never in this movie well now is this the guy that she ends up with later? see that's what i thought and okay. i i guess i didn't pay close enough attention at the beginning of the movie yeah. because it, it comes in my name it, it becomes into uh play into later because um so terry and todd are our twins mm-hmm. terry ends up waking up 
and uh, the man, I assume is Brad, and Maddie, the mom, are making out. Yeah. Terry says something to the extent of... She's at it again. Oh, yeah, she's doing it again, or mm-hmm. she's at it again. She, uh, he wakes up Todd, mm-hmm. and... They must be quiet as a mouse because those are big, heavy metal doors <laughs> right. in those cars back in the 70s. They get out of the car and they go wandering off. Yeah. That was a bit implausible to sneak out of a, uh, the back of a station wagon in the 70s. It was not a, uh, not a quiet door to close or open. But, uh, no, you don't have the fiberglass or whatever. But you hey, maybe you're, you know, you're making out and uh, I don't know. Maybe you're really into that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this seems to trigger Terry. Yeah, uh, he is is very triggered by seeing this uh, his mother kind of going at it with this with this guy, and we'll get into that later. And uh, so yeah, so he they they go out and they uh, are walking around in the grounds of the uh, drive-in theater there. Mm-hmm. Terry goes to the back of a truck and he finds the the probably coolest looking hammer I've ever seen in my life because yeah. half of it's an axe, half of it's a hammer. <laughs> Yes. Um, you know, he immediately goes up to a, a, a car that has their window open. You have a couple that are hubba hubba. Um, man, this scene was so good mm-hmm. because yeah, Terry really rears back and nails the guy in the head and you see it. I mean, it, yeah. again, back in 83, they're using nothing but practical effects. So they're not using any kind of CG with this. This was a great kill. That's Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there's a lot of great gore in this movie, actually. Oh, yeah. And the kills are are fantastic, I think. And Very creative, especially when you when you look at the other movies of, of this time. I, I think there are some great effects in this movie, especially for for eighty three. Um, you know, you've got you've got some really good kills in this. I loved it. I mean, and uh, the the lady ends up getting away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she runs out naked, just yep. out in the middle of the field. Um, this is where it turns because Terry's the one that killed this gentleman. Um, Terry wipes blood on his brother's face, Todd, and hands the um, the axe thing to him. Yes. And ter- uh, Todd is so petrified by this, he can't respond like, no, I didn't do it. Right. Cut to 10 years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie and mom's driving to an insane asylum where Todd has been for the past 10 years. Um, I thought there was this really weird voiceover scene because we get introduced to her, uh, the caseworker or, or the doctor, right. Dr. Uh-huh. Berman. Um, the Maddie and Dr. Berman are having this interaction before Todd comes into the room and it's all Dr. Berman doing this voiceover. Right. And it kind of drowned out the conversation. You can't really tell what Dr. Berman's saying. Although, um, I tried to explain to Maddie that, you know, Todd is starting to remember of what's going on. So obviously he had some sort of, um, repressed memories of what happened 10 years ago. Right. So he's like, he remembered that his brother Terry did this and that's, that's what he's claiming right now. You see Todd walk into the scene, Maddie hands him a, a pumpkin pie. Oh, this is for you. And the voiceover thing's still going on. So it yeah. kind of confused me. It was really unnecessary because you didn't see it anywhere else. It, in the yeah. Movie. It was really out of place in that one scene. You're right. It's like it, a narrative, you know, it, it, it was like, you're okay. So, your info dumping on me right now. Right. It's very hard to pull off a voiceover ever like that. Like a, a character's thought. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. You ever see, I think it's the uh, Chuck Norris movie, the octagon when he talks to himself, it's terrible. Uh, it, it like, it makes it almost a comedy. See, so it's really difficult to pull that off. And this is, it's this one scene and you, you never, it's never used again in the movie. No, so. it's not. I mean, the only time I've ever seen it work was in the Shawshank Redemption. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, because that, it was, that was one place that it worked. It was, right. Uh, What's his name? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. It was a cold night. 
right. so anyways, um, Maddie hands Todd a pumpkin pie, and he's just you know he's starting to realize and he's freaking out and you know it's okay so that that scene's over. Um, actually, Maddie defends Terry. Oh no, it wasn't Terry at you at all. It was you, Todd, and you know ends up leaving. Right. And then we go to a football scene, an outdoor football scene. Yeah, that's right. Did I skip over anything? No, yet? no, no, no. I'm right no, you're there. Right. Okay, good. You're right. Uh, you're right where you belong. Um, but yeah, I, I think obviously they're, you know, they they think they want to blame Todd for this, and they think that it's just his delusion. That's, uh, you know, up to this point, it it sounds like Terry's grown up and and been pretty normal and uh, is kind of the favored son, obviously. Oh, so, sure. Um, yeah, they 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 blame Todd for for this, and uh, they don't want to hear that he's he's telling uh, anybody that it's Terry. And that's what you think. Uh, yeah. That's that's your assumption right now, because right. later it becomes more apparent of what was really going on here. Right. Uh, so we go to the football scene, which to me was was kind of fun because it was everything in the early '80s. I mean, the the short shorts oh, yeah. and women not wearing shorts, a bra the long, and the, the big socks, hair yep. and mm-hmm. mullets and everything like that. So we get mm-hmm. introduced to um, to Karen. So yep. she's uh, she's always had a crush on Terry. Uh, her and her mom are jogging or whatever. Um, Andrea. The character Andrea, I, I don't really get her. Were, were Terry and her like boyfriend and girlfriend, or just seeing each other or something? Because they're all college students, right? So, uh-huh. you know, um, they're of age to drink. Well, um, which was eighteen then? Okay, was it? Yeah. Well, they okay. So <laughs> but they, they were are at least they're college, of college yeah, age, right? Yeah, um, but Andrea's flirting with um um, or I'm sorry, Karen was, and then. You know, Andrea's somebody. It's got to be somebody kind of special to Terry. I, I couldn't yeah. figure that out either. But, I mean, the one thing I really noticed about that scene was just... All the 80s fashion. Oh, yeah, right? it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. Right. They were playing football. <laughs> and then we go to the Thanksgiving scene. Maddie and Brad announced that they are getting married. Uh, you know, there's this weird chemistry. This is where I picked up on it. A weird chemistry between maddie and terry so this is a mother and son mm-hmm. when they when they embrace they hug or like a congratulatory hug and it was just really weird yeah there is like uh there is some kind of all i don't know thing going on there and it's not like i don't think oedipus it's I complex yeah like an oedipus kind of thing i mean it's not i don't think anything appropriate inappropriate is happening in the relationship but it's a it's a more, it's a closer relationship than um, is probably healthy. Well, I'll give you, you know? I'll, I'll give you something later on that that mm-hmm. you go like, no, there's something, there's something more going on here, yeah. and it, it's like apparent in the, you know, the final monologue, yeah, at the or the final line that the mom gives at the end of the movie, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, that's that. true, okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're at the Thanksgiving scene. There's a phone call. Uh, Maddie takes the call. It's from the institution. Todd has. Ex- escaped from the mm-hmm. mental institution so there's a big uproar um you actually see a cut scene to todd roaming the streets right uh walking by a grocery store terry goes to tell all his friends um brad takes maddie to the, the bedroom starts making out and she's just she's so uh flustered about what's going on <laughs> right I, 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 I and i and i i question what was going on there it's like not the time, Brad. Yeah, exactly. Brad, <laughs> like, Brad, Todd's just a, escaped from the uh, institution. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe just cool your jets a little yeah, bit for a be, little. Be while. a little some. Be a little supportive. A little more supportive <laughs> of your uh, soon-to-be wife. Soon-to-be wife. Just realize that her son yeah. had 
apparently committed, committed murder, murder a decade ago is has now escaped. Uh, I thought yeah. this was a very cool scene because it was like the the camera shot was of, of the kids and it like throughout the room mm-hmm. and you know they're having this interaction. I, it wasn't an appropriate scene, but the the camera shot was pretty. I thought was pretty solid because then it pans over to Terry and he's just in there just kind of uh, yeah. lurking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she freaks out a little bit. You got Terry looking in. Um, Brad's the pro- property manager of this apartment yes. complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up going outside. He has something to go do or I, I don't remember what he was doing. Uh, but he runs into Dr. Bierman and uh, Berman and Jackie, who's the assistant. Right. <laughs> Unexplicably, Jackie has a gun. Um, like he, he's a vigilante. Apparently, yes. These guys are sent to look for him. Why would they not call the authorities, which is you know a plot problem in this movie, is that, okay, so you have a, an escaped mental patient who murdered pe- allegedly murdered people right. or somebody, and then you just send the doctor, the person that's been taking care of him, and not alert the authorities? I, yeah, I don't, well, um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, what's his name? Is looking for uh, 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 Michael Myers too. So, uh, oh Loomis, that's right. <laughs> Doctor Loomis is looking for Michael Myers. Well, and this no. is after that, so maybe that was kind of the uh, model for that yeah. character. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Doctor Loomis is. I I don't know. Maybe that the author of this got uh, the idea that that's what mental institutions do. It's well, maybe that's search the, for their uh, for their loss. I don't. Instead of having the police do it, yeah, it could be. Maybe they did a little homage to. Halloween there. I guess I just didn't pick that up. No. Um, so Brad gets to his office. I, I thought another funny scene was is, um, you know, Brad gets to his office, calls Maddie at, in the apartment, and she knows right away, yes, I know. Like, like not hello or mm-hmm. hey or whatever. It's just, oh, yeah, I know. Um, Terry's in the background. Yes. And uh-huh. uh, it's got a machete. That's his uh, weapon of choice. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Terry slices off Brad's hand mm-hmm. while still holding an old style beer. An old style beer. That was and, that was a great, and that was a great scene. Really, I mean, this is a, g- a good kill and uh, an interesting office for this guy. <laughs> I don't know, he's got like all these windows behind. I don't know. It. Yeah. Uh, the door happened to be open. He just yep. needed to walk in. Well, they're mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, Florida, so you know it's nice down there during Thanksgiving. Yeah, true. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, that was a great scene. That the hand's still moving. Yeah, which I thought was great. Yeah, that was um, great. Mm-hmm. You don't see really what happens completely to him until later, which is uh, that was a fun scene to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry actually stalks the assistant first, Jackie. So he's got a gun in his office too, though. Didn't he? Didn't he get out his? Isn't that part of the? Didn't he get a gun out of his drawer as well? And doesn't I, Terry get a gun there? I don't remember. I, I thought there was only one gun. Maybe there's only maybe he got that gun from the uh, yeah that could be. I thought he had a gun in his office and uh, yeah while he was drinking the uh, old style yeah. in his office he oh yeah yeah he did <laughs> because I thought I, I found that kind of funny as well. <laughs> he pulls out his gun <laughs> drinking an old style. Everybody's got like snub nose revolvers in this. You know, uh, <laughs> must have been popular back then. Yeah, huh? it must have been. You know what I also found really interesting? Go back to the football scene and and in the, I think there's some. Some of it's in this scene too. It's almost like an unofficial Nike. Uh, there's all this Nike merchandise in this that's gonna, prominently displayed. You know what's funny about that? I was going to write that down, but I didn't because yeah. it was the shirts. It was yes, the shoes, the, shoes, the, the shorts, shirts. Everybody's wearing Nike gear in this, and I don't know if that was like uh, 
if that was uh, if they somehow got this Nike gear from somebody in town who sold that. I, I really don't think Nike, uh, you know, sponsored Blood Rage, but uh, I don't know. Nike was a rather new company back then. Maybe this was their uh, way of guerrilla marketing. <laughs> I, I really don't know. But there was just Nike stuff in this, and I, I feel like I, I think Terry has like a Nike polo shirt or something. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in this scene, and that's why I bring it up. So it was like kind of apparent to me. I'm like, is that a Nike polo from 1983? Oh my God. That's right. See, I was going to write that down. There's a lot of Nike in here. I, I think the one thing that distracted me was <laughs> it's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> right. I love that one. We'll get to that. That was a great line. It, it is. Okay. So Terry ends up uh, killing Brad, mm-hmm. stalks the, uh, the assistant Jackie, uh, actually smokes some weed with Jackie. Yes, and then mm-hmm. ends up stabbing him with the uh, with the machete, and and then it cuts to a scene with Maddie sitting on the kitchen floor. Uh, she's just has a refrigerator open and she's eating green beans and corn right. with her hands. Right. So, what's going on here? Because she does. She like goes in. Like it must. This must affect her or something like that, and and she starts to kind of descend into madness at this point, right? Yeah, I don't think they ever really explain what causes that that trigger for her to lose her mind. But she obviously does because I mean later on we see her like vacuuming and stuff, and she's obviously kind of lost it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, yeah. I don't know what they don't give a backstory of. Well, I imagine the stress of having the Todd or uh, I'm sorry. T- no, no, Todd, Todd out, yeah. out of the institution. And then, you know, she's stressed and uh, I don't know. She finds out that Brad is dead later. That's later on. But uh, but then she and we'll get to the line at the very end. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, OK, um, I, I'll say this before we like spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's worried about somebody taking Terry away from her? Well, do you think, and, and you know, to your point before, and you, you alluded to it, I mean, do you think there is something more going on here? And maybe she knew that Todd, but knew that Todd had uh, had not done this, but she had something going with Terry? Where I do. He, he was more important to her for some reason, so mm-hmm. she she knows this, maybe? Yeah. I, maybe I think- she knows that, like, Todd is innocent, now he's out, and she thinks it's going to be found out? I don't know. Is that well, it could be found out or that that it's, you know, maybe she's just being selfish with her son that that she wants to have an inappropriate relationship. I'm trying to make this as nice as possible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I didn't see that side of it. I was. Uh, uh, but uh, there's definitely she's definitely starts kind of descending down here. She's, yeah. Even before she sees Brad. I mean, and, and obviously she's I don't think she I think the, the Louise Lasser, I think, is one of the best actresses in this movie. This is a there's some good acting in it, actually. It really for, is. For a, but I think she really nails her character here. And uh, there's a lot in her performance that uh, that we can think about here. It's, it's kind of. Well, and, and again, you, you don't it's it's laughable of her seeing her in that scene sitting on the floor yeah. right in front of the refrigerator which is open while she's eating green beans and corn with her right. fingers and, yeah. and you're thinking to yourself what is going on here and it's laughable at the time right but that arc of that character of of maddie is wow yeah i mean by really, the end of the movie you go what this actually wasn't that funny right no it, it right. was you, uh-huh. you kind of went oh there's yeah a, there's a story it's dark to be told here. here yeah absolutely um, let's see. 
Terry actually finds Dr. Berman in the woods. He kills her. You don't necessarily see what happens. Um, <laughs> he goes back home to clean up. Uh, see, and, and again, you know, you just see Maddie slowly going insane. She's cleaning the house. She's yeah. just drinking wine bottle after bottle, yep. you know, just getting slowly hammered, going slowly insane. Uh, Terry goes to go see Andrea uh, at a apartment where she's babysitting, which is Julie's. She has on. She's out on a date with a guy named Bill. Offers her a, a blood or offers Terry a Bloody Mary. He says, "I don't drink. I'll just take the tomato juice." She tries to seduce him. She's like, he, he's resistant against it." Uh, Julie and the guy Bill come home. Uh, <laughs> Bill goes, "Well, I don't think you should be contributing to the delinquency of a minor, so don't be driving around." And he, he's like, "We're not delinquents. We're of age." <laughs> so they just end up leaving. Um, so Todd actually makes it to um, to the apartment. Right. He's trying to break in. We see Karen again. And to me, this dialogue was stupid. Because um, <laughs> Karen thinks that it's Terry and says, I've always loved you. I think we should make love. Just out of the blue. Yeah, right, yeah. And yep. it's uh, and Todd goes, <laughs> I've never kissed a girl. Karen goes, oh, wait, hold on a second. That's not Terry. That's Todd. She freaks yeah. out and bolts. Yep. Um, the friends, I didn't write down their names, but there's two guys that end up uh, showing up. Uh, they're Terry's friends. Um, Karen gets in the car. Oh, my gosh. Todd is here. We got to go let Terry know. And, you know, you know, I got to say in this scene, um, the obviously Todd and Terry are played by the same character or played by the same actor. Same Mark, actor Mark's, yeah. Mark Super, I think is his name. Um he does, but he does such a good job of like separating the two. I don't know how you could mistake one for the other. Right. I mean, they've got a different hairdo. They, yeah, they mean, act completely different. Yeah. I mean, they are very. Super does a great job of separating those two characters, yeah. and and you I, you wouldn't mistake one for the other. I don't think. I mean, you really wouldn't. No, I mean, you look at him, or you look at the guy, and it's like, okay, that's the same guy. But the the way he pull, you're, you're right. The way he pulls it off yeah. of Terry being a very confident, um, he's a psychopath. He, for he sure. definitely is. Yeah. Um, you know, and and Todd, the Todd character, Todd you know, is very, is, seems very innocent, very, very meek. Uh, yeah, very meek, very uh, bewildered by his whole situation. He's out in the world. Yeah, and, I mean, it happened to him. Obviously, he must have been eight years old or something like right. that. Um, you know, right. eight, he's eighteen now and confused mm -hmm. and just like, I just want to know what's going on. So right. he doesn't have a harmful bone in his body. But the no. the, way, the way the guy does, you're absolutely right. This guy, he was brilliant at it. So I, I found it, I mean, it was very apparent to me that it was Todd, not Terry. And I was not understanding how, like, basically this is Terry's girlfriend, right? I mean, they, well, see, that's kind of like his girlfriend or yeah, a girl he's very close to. Yeah, if we... If she we go, seems very interested in him, at least. Yeah, because we, we go back to the football scene and they make out for a, a second. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Karen comes running up with her mom and then... Right, right. I don't know, obviously, he's a he's a player. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, okay, so we, uh, we got Karen, uh, the friends, and Karen go up and see Terry and Andrea. Um, telling them that Todd is here. You know, Terry's like, oh, you better not be messing with me. And then Terry kind of gets this kind of psychotic look on his face. Maybe we should call the cops, you know, because <laughs> yeah. stuff has already happened. So yeah. um, they don't do that. Uh, Todd actually is in the woods, finds Dr. Berman 
cut in half. Yes, which is a, a, not, a it's great gore here. Wonderful. This gore. is incredible gore. And he like, uh, is this the scene where he picks up the legs and kind of moves them? Yeah, he tries to put her yeah, back he together. He tries to put her back together. And it's it's a great, effective, like creepy scene using gore. You know, I mean, what? it really. It, it, the, when he picks up those legs, it's just it's like, you know? and, and he's he's upset because that's yeah. his doctor, the, yeah. the the person that's been his friend. Yes, uh, he ends up finding her gun, so he takes it with him. Okay, that's where that comes. Okay, and then uh, there's a little girl that's looking for her cat. That's right. And then Todd uh, approaches her, and he goes, "Well, hey, you want to get back inside and don't answer the door for anybody because there's some weirdos out here." So right. Which is showing, I think, that Todd is a caring person. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's very different than his brother. And, well, he's our you know. protagonist. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, um. That's funny, man. And you play the opposite ends of a character. You know, mm-hmm. you're, the, you're the same actor, but you're playing two different characters, the protagonist and the antagonist. You know, and like, I, I think you could easily say that, like, some of the some of it is uh, maybe overacted or something. But I don't think it is. I think he really plays it perfectly. Like when he's when he's Terry, he's uh you know sometimes he's delivering his lines very deliberately, sure. And it seems, but I think that is maybe on purpose. Like the way he, he the way he does this is, uh, I was very impressed with the with the acting job this guy turned in as both these characters. I mean, like I said, it was very different. He's playing two very different people, sure. And uh, and and I, th- I think he's d- he does a great job of it. So well, yeah, I, and I agree. And that has a lot to do with my score too, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. quite a bit to do with my score. Yeah, um, we go back to Andrea's place. Uh, they're playing video games, drinking some tequila. Yeah, what video game were they playing? It was like a <laughs> like an old style Atari. It was like game? a driving game, but it looked like I don't know. It looked I've like, never seen that. Looked one. like some very good graphics on that. I don't think it was actual <laughs> game. I think was it, it was eight bit. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> So there's just one little scene of them drinking, uh, kind of an unnecessary scene. It didn't really add a lot to it. We yeah. go back to uh, Julie's place where her and Bill are getting ready to uh, have a little fun. Right. The trope of I got to go change into something a little so more So she says something. Yeah, okay, go on. Go go ahead. So she goes in there. This is when you realize how old her child is. This is an yeah. infant. Yes, right. Because the baby's crying. And this, are you going to say the line that she says? Yeah, say it. Mama's going to get you a rich daddy. So, so this is kind of a, I think, a theme throughout the whole thing, because isn't that kind of what Maddie is trying to do, too, with uh, with uh, um, uh, the guy that Brad? I mean, she's she's like there's like kind of this theme of women being taken care of by men or something in in this. I, I got the idea because Maddie is kind of out there, too, looking for this guy to take care of her. And, you know, seeking it from. I don't think I don't think I really thought about it like that. No, I mean, it, to me, it was just almost like promiscuity. If if OK, if, if Brad, and I'll go back to the beginning. If Brad was not the guy in the car, it just means that, you know, she I don't know if she necessarily needs to be taken care of. I think it's just more of. But I thought it, it seemed like attention. it seemed like she looked for that from Brad. And Brad's obviously, you know, is a success, successful ostensibly. He's uh, he's he's got this. uh He's this manager and stuff, and uh, you know he's well off. Yeah, he, sure. It seems like it for the '80s. He he's well off or whatever. So it it almost seemed like they were hurt. Not it's not. It was like a theme of women looking for, um, for to be cared for by men or something in the in this movie. And it, it's I wonder if that kind of extended into Terry's character and her relationship with Maddie's relationship with Terry. You know. 
I guess it's up for interpretation. I, I don't think I could disagree with that. Like though. she, I don't know, like she needs uh, needs this somehow, needs this guy, and that's why she sent Todd off to to the, uh, she, like you said, like I said before, maybe she did know that Terry did this, mm-hmm. but she needed him in some way. And that, and that's why she sent Todd off and, and let him be in that asylum because it does seem like she has some guilt for him being there. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, know. That's, I, but I just, can't disagree with It's just I, something, I, I don't know, maybe it's totally my read into it. Uh, it's just something I noticed about the movie. It's like the women in the movie seem to need need men for some reason, which women don't. Believe no. me, my wife doesn't <laughs> really need me. So. <laughs> Oh, be lucky to survive without her. But anyway, uh. another great, another great kill. Terry decapitates Bill. Yeah, hangs his head at the front door like not, not. that. Okay, so you got to go back to the scene though, when because he rings the doorbell uh-huh. and uh, she looks out in like through the. There's like looks like almost like a digital peephole or something. Isn't there like a little TV that shows? Because she looks through like the people and she yeah. sees this, she's like, "Oh, it's you out oh, there." Oh yeah, what are you doing out there? <laughs> and then opens the door and his head is just hanging there. It's a great, it is a great kill. Yeah, that that is and it's good gore too. That really is. Um, so he's decapitated. Julie freaks out. She gets killed. Uh, Todd finally gets into the apartment. There's kind of this scene of him kind of reminiscing mm-hmm. and looking at the baseball mitt and looking at pictures and just kind of like, oh, okay, this is what I missed out on. I, I guess. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. how I interpret it. Interpreted it. Um, Maddie gets so drunk she passes out in the hallway, leans up against Terry's door. Todd puts her in bed. This is, this is where things kind of like start clicking for me about what's going on between Maddie and Terry. So okay. Todd picks her up, puts her in bed. Um, Maddie kisses Todd on the lips for way longer than any mom should for a son. Yeah, you're right there. And she says something. We should just run far away. And her drunken stupor says that. Okay. You know, yeah, you're right. I wasn't paying attention very well in this scene. I'll be honest with you. This is, again, you're you're right, though. Yeah, yeah, the second time I watched this and. You know, a lot. I kind of like going multiple views just because if there's anything I missed or make extra notes, and I was the that's exactly right. Way. And and I should have watched this another time because I was not. Uh, I was kind of distracted during that scene, so I did miss that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But I do remember. I, I remember there was a kiss, and I just I didn't. It, it was a okay. little. It, it was, next time you watch it, you'll notice it. It's it's way way it's way longer than a mother should. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, okay. Kiss on the lips. Love yeah, your mom or yeah, 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 right. Whatever yeah, and that's be. kind of the way I took it because I was, I don't know what, I don't remember what I was doing during so this. So it got inappropriate. And that's, okay. that's kind of where I went, okay, mm. so that's there's something that happened over the past 10 years. Yeah, um, that, that makes a lot of things in this movie interesting because there is like this, I don't know, like, like I said, there's, there's kind of this uh, thing with her and Terry where, I almost feel like she kind of knew what, what what was going on or what had happened there, and let Todd take the fall for it. I I don't doubt that. You know, I don't know. I think I think that their relationship caused that. Um, yeah. So we go back to Andrea's place. There's a loud scream. Uh, it was all a prank. They they put on some some makeup. Oh yeah, like they that's got right. They sliced up. Yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, she looked like a zombie. Yeah, I was yeah, like, exactly. "What is this? A zombie movie?" Now? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Maddie shown more drinking more wine. She had obviously gotten up for her uh, little drunk nap. Uh, Andrea's taking a shower, so here's your gratuitous nude yep, scene. Yep. Terry happens to be in there. She, I, I'm assuming that she's just washing off all the makeup. Um, Mom finally calls the cops. 
So it, it's kind of cutting back and forth between these scenes at this point. Mm. So to me, it got a little confusing about what was going on. Um, Andrea, let me just say, and let me just say too that you're gonna you're gonna hate this. I know I know you're not a big fan of this kind of stuff, but the nudity in this movie, there was gratuitous nudity. It was good gratuitous nudity too. <laughs> you enjoyed it, huh? I, I did. It was not like you know, uh, killer workout sucked. It was yeah. terrible. Like the nudity was not hot. This is good gratuitous nudity in this movie. I gotta say the gore and the nudity. I, I was a fan. <laughs> oh, here's the thing, is that yeah, I liked it when I was 14 years old. <laughs> And the one thing that bothers me the most is when they incorporate um, affection with murder. Sure. Right. And they, they okay. do that. And see, sure. that, that takes me out. Okay. Um, so that, that's, that's just me personally. Sure. You know, it takes me mm-hmm. out of that. Sure. Okay, so you, you, you show a woman's chest or something like yeah. that or taking, okay, I'm fine, whatever. Um, right. Doesn't affect me either way, but when they incorporate that with murder. And then murder, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. That's, any, uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're uh, taking a shower. Terry's in her apartment. Mom calls the cops or Maddie calls the cops. Um, Andrea and one of the guys, they go out and play tennis at night yes, for some right. weird reason. They're drunk and. They are. They're, they're drunk like, and they're playing tennis. I guess the video game got boring or something, so they're out there. Yeah, they need tennis. to go burn off some more energy. Yeah. Terry's out there stocking them. Um, they go to the pool house and yeah, that's right, and have it out. And there's right. some more good nudity on the <laughs> right, right on the diving board. On the diving board, yep. Uh, another effective gore scene right here. And again, I don't like to incorporate what's going on with them, and then all of a sudden murder. Um, Terry kills the dude and slices Andrea's face, and I was yes. just like, oh, yeah, Ooh. and. Right. No, and it, it is. It's uh, like if he had just killed her right there, it would have been less brutal than what uh, we having some electrical problems in here. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Power already went off once today. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, if he had just killed her right there, it would have been less um, shot like like scary, I think, because he does. He like he hits her basically in the face with uh, with his with his machete. Yeah. He's already killed uh, her boyfriend. What was his name again? Um, I forgot it. Yeah. I, I didn't write the, down those yeah, guys' yeah. names. So he already killed her boyfriend. He's dead, and he, and he like whacks her in the face with the machete, mm-hmm. and then he kills her off screen, I believe, because you you do hear a scream at the end of the. Yes. So he kills her off screen, and I thought that was actually really well choreographed. That scene, I thought it was a really scary scene, and like if he had like actually stuck that machete in her or something it would have been less frightening than the way they did it i I agree with that and that's because of what you've already seen right and then Mm -hmm. it's just like it leaves it i I thought that the director did a brilliant thing with that is that like you're right she got killed off off screen but Mm -hmm. you've already seen what he was capable of right Right, like, right. Oh, okay. So your imagination starts running, and well, like, and then, and I was I was a little anticipation. I'm like, oh, maybe she's gonna get away, and then you hear a scream. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so I thought I really liked that kill. I thought that was a a great kill scene because um because of the graphic nudity. No, because <laughs> because of the uh, you know because of the. Uh, way that it was choreographed like he had already killed her boyfriend right. he hits her in the face with it like basically disfigures her with with his machete yep. so there's like that terror terror moment where you know you know what he's capable of yep. he's he's you know basically maimed or injured her and then he goes in for the kill <laughs> off screen it's it, I, I thought it was a great scene yeah it was fun I, I thus this this movie's like like impressing me i'm mm-hmm. never i'm yeah. never bored in this movie so far right. um 
So Maddie, you see again. They, to me, the cutscenes were kind of choppy. The editing. Sure. Uh, you see Maddie having a full freak out. Um, Todd is actually hiding in the friend's car. He tries to c- convince that dude that Terry's the murderer. And he's like, whatever. Um, leaves, runs into uh, Terry again. They go through the forest, going over this bridge, and they find the murder weapons, mm-hmm. or, or, or like a whole cache of of things they they can use. And then again, we get the it's not cranberry sauce, <laughs> just great line. Yeah, so the guy, great line uh, for a Thanksgiving horror movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, Terry actually stabs this guy right through the throat with a one of those barbecue poker things. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did I miss something? So Didn't they have a this confrontation? Is the, this is the friend of uh, he, it's the friend who gets killed with the um, with the with the uh, like yeah, fork. The friend of Karen, the, the guy that's yeah, kind of innocent, the guys that. That's so he's real. he's kind of one of these guys who is hanging around her because he likes her and yeah. he wants to date her, but. Uh, they're she's interested. Friends. Yeah, they're right. just and she she basically tells him that. So he gets the we're just friends talk and then gets murdered by Terry. <laughs> <laughs> with the barbecue like, poker. With the barbecue poker. Another another fun way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And and one of the best lines in the movie, exactly. It's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> it's not cranberry sauce. So Karen uh she goes to Julie's place, uh she finds the baby, decides yeah. to, you mm-hmm. know, be a good Samaritan, pick up the baby, take care of it. Yep. Uh, Terry finds her, tries to kill her. Great groin shot with the uh, phone. Yeah. <laughs> to get away. <laughs> right. Bam! Yes. <laughs> and he's like, that hurts! You can't do that with an iPhone, no. No, you can't do that. <laughs> um, so Maddie, we go back to Maddie. She ends up finding the bloody shirt that um, Terry had hid earlier yep. in the movie. Uh, she goes down to the main office where Brad's head's cut open. She finds that because he's like he's leaned up like he's sleeping oh, on yeah, his hands or something. Because uh, she can't see him from the. She's looking yeah, at him. She's from looking the, through, right from through the window that's behind him. Like yeah. So she opens about. the sliding glass door yep. and touches him, and he just falls, and his head splits open. So yes. he, he got his head mm-hmm. completely split open. Man, see the effects in this movie are so. Yeah, they were. They were great. They were awesome. They didn't overuse blood or anything. And, and the way he's sitting there, mm-hmm. like with, he like basically has no face, right? And right. He's well, like he's sitting there with his half. Yeah. And, oh, it's great. Nub, he's leaned up against. Yeah, his he's nub. like leaned up against him. He's posed basically, but the, you know, Terry's posed him in this. Uh, oh man, that was a great scene. Yeah, it really was. Um, so uh, Karen heads to the pool house. Uh, she hides the baby. Uh, you know what was really interesting about that is that part of part of it was a real baby. The other yeah. one was a fake baby. Like when they first get to the pool house and she sits down, sure, uh, it takes a, a break. Baby. That's a real baby. Okay. And then when she That's runs into the bathroom to go hide from Terry, it's obviously a fake baby because sure. it's covered up and she puts it underneath the sink to protect it. So yeah. she'd be a good Samaritan. Yeah. Uh, Terry ends up finding her, cuts her in the arm. Uh, Todd gets in there. He was going to shoot him, but he drops the gun because he can't shoot him again. Um, or doesn't want to shoot his brother? No, because he's because he is incapable of murder. Right, right. You know, I oh, mean, that's that, right. that, that Todd is just not a vicious kill. He's like the opposite of Terry, you know, yeah. and he can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's clear that he didn't have anything to do with what happened at the drive-in, you know, um, and and he he's just not that kind of person. He's a compassionate, decent, uh, you know, person who's just been locked up in this asylum for twenty years or for. 10 years uh, unfairly. So. Yeah. But they do get in a tussle. So they mm-hmm. both fall in the water. Maddie ends up coming to the pool house, uh, picks up the gun. So 
the side that Maddie's on, Todd gets up on, and then uh, Terry gets up on the other side. Without hesitation, um, Maddie pulls the gun, shoots <laughs> Terry multiple times, mm-hmm. like empties out that gun on yep. him and that was that was good too because th- there was like most of your blood right there i mean the gore yeah. was there but i mean this is where most of your blood came mm-hmm. in um and then <laughs> she has her her little monologue she goes um we don't need anybody else it's just us terry todd is gone yeah you're right and it was uh that was an interesting scene too because she she's in a bathroom with nothing you know she's got you, you you see like what's underneath her bathrobe in this in this shot. Like mm-hmm. she bends down or she like crouches down to cradle Terry, mm-hmm. uh, who, who she thinks is Terry. And mm-hmm. it's pretty intimate the way she's like kind of got it. And then she says this. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's that's her little line at the end of this. And then Todd reveals, "I'm Todd." Yeah, <laughs> he says, "Mom, I'm Todd. Yeah, I'm, I'm Todd. Todd." Yep. And so what does she do next? Sits up, blows her brains out. Shoots herself, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Karen gets away with the baby. You don't know what happens to Todd because it fades to black as the police sirens are coming in. Mm-hmm. Thus, end of the movie. End of Blood Rage. 48 <laughs> minutes we've been talking about Blood Rage from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm curious, Andy. Did we miss anything? No, I don't think so. I think we got it all. Okay. What are you feeling about this? Oh, I, you know, this is a really good slasher movie, especially when stacked up against other slasher movies of this era. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was very competently made for a very independent horror film like this. Yeah. Uh, I really thought, like I said, there was a little, um, you know, um, uh, editing uh, that was a little little off and stuff, but uh, I thought the acting was really good, especially Louise Lasser. Mm. She really put in a great performance, and Mark Super. I, I don't know what else Mark Super has been in. Um, uh, he's been in a few things. Uh, I guess he was in Swordfish. Remember that uh, oh, movie? Yeah. What? Uh, so he's been in a few things since then, but a great performance in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, I mean, a lot better acting than I expected. The effects are amazing yeah. in it. They're practical effects from the, uh, you know, from the 80s and they, I, I think they stack up with any Friday the 13th movie or uh, you know I think uh, this is like uh, Tom Savini almost uh, t- type of stuff it feels like it it, it, it does it, it, it was a good they, these were good effects like the and the, the legs and the twitching and the hand and stuff mm-hmm. um, and the bisected head <laughs> it was they were just great effects, you yeah. know, and that, and that hammer to the head to the guy in the drive-in theater. Oh, yeah, the axe part. Oh. Yeah, great, great effects, great gore. Like I said, great nudity. <laughs> it's it's just it's a great uh, R-rated you know horror movie from the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's everything I expect from a slasher movie in the eighties. So, uh, I w- I'm going to give it I'm going to give it three and a half actually. Okay, I think it's a good movie. That's a fair score. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is that I agree with everything you said 100%. 100%. There were some plot holes. There was some editing. Maybe some mm-hmm. of the dialogue was kind of, sure. eh, it never took me out of the movie. I mean, that dude nailed it for two different characters on opposite ends of the spectrum of an antagonist and a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell the difference. You knew who you were watching yeah. on screen. right. 
you know, and it, I, I thought it was pretty good. It didn't take me out of like when they did the back shot of when you see Terry and Todd's back. You know, it didn't take me out of that. The mom, the, the woman who played Maddie, unbelievable. Oh, Her descent into great. madness yes. is, I, I'm not going to say Academy Award winning, but I mean, it is <laughs> It's fantastic. It's not. It's it's not comical. It's not campy. I I no. just thought that you saw the insanity of this woman, and I thought it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I watched it twice. So I mean, the first time I had a great time with. Second time I had a great time with. With the gore, with the effects, with the acting. I was going to sit at a three point five, but that acting took it to a four for me. You think it's a four? Yeah, I, I I don't. I wouldn't argue with you there. I, I think it's a. If you like, if you want to watch a good 80s slasher film, this is this is a good 80s slasher film. It's such a worth, you know, and this is one of those movies that you, even though it is free on Prime, it'd be something that you'd want to get the Blu-ray. You know, sure, yeah, when I, they, I would like to see this, uh, I, I would like to see a, a little know, bit better, cleaned better up. edit of this, yeah. yeah. And Arrow apparently does one, They have a, there's a, a, Arrow put out a Blu-ray of this movie. Should we call Bob and so find out? I'm, I'm sh- I bet you he has it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, Bob, from Straight Chillin' yeah, Podcast for that yeah. suggestion, we both loved it. Um, He's going to block us on Facebook, we're such fanboys of him. That, no, uh, we're not. <laughs> we mention those guys well, every week. Well, they're the week. same with us. <laughs> I don't, they, don't, they don't mention us on, on I don't the think podcast. they talk about us. They don't give us... <laughs> they like all the stuff we put up on Facebook and Instagram. Speaking well, they have, a, they have a great podcast. They so. do. Speaking <laughs> of which, please go follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, don't forget to rate and review and share it with your friends on wherever you're listening to this podcast because we appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. Hey, coming up, uh, well, we're just going to give you a heads up in February sometime. Uh, we're going to do another listener's choice because we are doing We're almost to our one year, Andy. Just yeah, we are. A couple of months mm-hmm. away from that. Uh, January, we're looking at some really brand new movies, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but next month, man, we start a whole new yes. a whole new genre, Santa's Slays. Santa's Slays. Uh, Black Christmas, we're going to kick it off with uh, that, the original, the original 1974 mm-hmm. Silent Night, Deadly Night After That, A Christmas Horror Story, a movie I've never seen, but Andy enjoyed uh, coming up December 20th on December 23rd, Christmas Evil. From 1984, I believe. So that's going to be another fun one to watch. And then we're going to wrap up the year with the best of 2019 with a few surprises. Yes, indeed. I got to say, I think uh, Christmas horror has a lot. It's a much deeper well than Thanksgiving horror. It's easier to make. So, <laughs> I mean, there's so many sto- there's, a, there's be, so yeah. many stories that you could do. Right, with right. I, I'll say this about, about Blood Rage is that the, the only really Thanksgiving thing I got from it was the dinner scene. Was the dinner scene, right. Exactly. But, I, it's, but it's it makes a little sense. more, uh, yeah, it's a little more inconsequential to the plot, but uh yeah, we, we really had to go to the uh, go to the extra yard to find Thanksgiving horror, but uh, Christmas horror there's a, there's an awful lot out there that's and there's a, actually some of it's really good and some so, of it is awful. <laughs> yeah, and some of it's awful too. You got that right. All right, everybody, have yourself a very nice Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you a week and a half when we start Santa sleighs.